From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. Well, I am really, really excited today to have in the Healthy You studio with me, Robert Friel. Robert is a prostate cancer survivor. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about the patient's perspective with Robert. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. So today is special and unique episode because this is coming from a patient's perspective. And Robert Friel, who is a prostate cancer survivor, Robert is a husband, a father, and a Riverside team member. Robert, again, welcome to the show. So tell us a little bit about you and your family and uh, what you do here at Riverside. Uh, Again, my name is Rob Friel. I have been with Riverside for almost seven years now. I work for supply chain as a contract sourcing specialist. I am 55 years old, been married for 21 years to a wonderful woman, and I have three beautiful daughters. Oh, that's nice, Robert. So we're here to talk about your journey with prostate cancer, from your screening to where you are now, cancer-free. That is really a reason to celebrate. Congratulations. I know it all started with your My Healthy Lifestyle visit with your primary care provider, Sheila Fuller. Um, Tell me about what the visit, how that went and what took place. It was almost two years ago to the day that I went in for my routine physical, uh, which always ends with a blood draw. And I knew that I was going to get back high cholesterol numbers and that Sheila Fuller was going to tell me to drop a few pounds, which is always the case. The usual, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I'd like to laughs> <eat> <laughs> In this particular visit, when I looked at my lab results, um, I had seen a screening on there that I had never seen prior. It was a PSA screening, and the line said anything four or below, you were fine. And I was a 4.3. So being a male, 0.3 really isn't going to move the needle for me. So I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. What what I do remember from the physical is somebody, when they were putting the information into my chart, hit an incorrect button and it labeled me as obese. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a member of that club as well, Robert. I I think I was focusing more on the obese than I was on the PSA screening. But um, so I I really didn't pay any attention to it. Uh, Again, 4.0 or lower, you're good. 4.3, I didn't think it was a big deal. In your mind, were you thinking that your levels may go down over time or that you would wait and see? You know, what, what was going through or maybe you would see a urologist at that point? I, I was not going to go see a urologist at that point. I figured it was something I ate the night before, uh, whatever. But it's just, I, I go to the doctor one time a year, and that is for my physical. Right. I am not going to reach out to a urologist and schedule an appointment because I have a screening test that I had never seen before that showed me just a little bit over the line. That makes perfect sense. 
I know that um, not too long after this, you took a funny trip to Nashville. And in the midst of COVID-19, one of your friends came down with COVID and you had to go get a COVID test. So tell us about that and how your provider checked back with you regarding the referral to see you and the urologist. How did that go? So health system policy, uh, if you are in contact with anybody that tested positive for COVID, and I'm going back two years ago, you automatically had to quarantine for three days. Right. So when my manager sent me home, I was hot. But that's what ultimately got me back to the doctor because I had to take the COVID test, came back negative, everything was fine. And during that visit, uh, Sheila Fuller said, hey, did you ever follow up with the urologist? And I kind of giggled it off and said, no, I didn't. And she said, well, just to be on the safe side, let's do another blood draw and we'll see what the PSA level comes back then. And that's what we did. And then the number came back 4.89. So I'm going in the wrong direction. And it was at that time that she said, hey, let's get you an appointment with the urology specialists. And I think that happened in maybe January timeframe. It was Dr. Dovarek that I saw. Uh, Super, super nice guy. Everybody in the office was dynamite. And I did the whole prostate exam and another blood draw. And even that PSA screening came back high. So it was at that point that he said, look, it's probably nothing. But the only way to rule out anything bad is to do a biopsy. So we did that. Um, I want to say that was early March. And um, the biopsy was, uh, I thought, going to be kind of similar to a colonoscopy. Um, it wasn't. I can promise you that. wasn't painful, but it was uncomfortable. Yes. And I... What, necessary, absolutely. Yeah. What uh, what they do is they take 12 samples from the prostate. Again, not painful, just uncomfortable. And uh, unfortunately, I came back with two samples that looked like there was some cancer brewing within the prostate. Thank you so much for sharing um, that, Robert. I want to give a shout out to your provider, Sheila Fuller. Amen. That follow up with you. That was critical to your success. So I'm really excited and happy that um, she she provided that for you. So how did you feel when you heard that your PSA had jumped uh, in just a couple of months? Yeah, that that scared me a little bit, uh, or at least gave me reason to think, hey, uh, it wasn't something I ate the night before. Uh, something might be going on. Right. So. After the the biopsy, um, we were kind of waiting for the the results, and we didn't hear anything for almost a week. And um, I thought, hmm, that maybe tells me that it's not great news that he needs to share. So when it was discovered that I did have an issue going on, um, at that point, it was okay. Uh, Let's talk uh, options. And I think it was uh, two 
options, uh, A or B. It was a radical prostatectomy, which ultimately entails them going in and pulling out the prostate altogether, or I could have opted for radiation therapy. Uh, Dr. Dovarak was very adamant about me talking to the radiation folks, just so I had both sides of the coin. And I remember going to the oncology office, uh, it was probably late March, sat down with the doctor for no more than five minutes. And uh, the reason it was such a brief visit is I told the doctor, look, I am 54 years old, probably on the young end of the spectrum with dealing with prostate cancer. And I've got a wife that loves me and three beautiful daughters. I'm not looking for 10 years. I need 30. What do I need to do? And the doctor immediately said, go ahead and have it removed. Wow. That is a lot. Um, so, Robert, tell me a little bit about, um, so you ended up with the biopsy. Is that correct? Correct. Um, walk us through that a little bit more. I think sometimes um, there can be some misconceptions about that process and what that's like. And, uh, people can be avoidant and afraid, right? And, and No, no reason to fear the biopsy. Um, I'll I'll tell you exactly what it feels like. Uh, if if anyone out there has had a colonoscopy, it is much the same, but it it does feel like something a little bit larger. Uh, going into the the back door, and when they take the samples, it almost feels like a, a very mild shock. Um, again. Not painful, uh, but maybe a little bit alarming. Uh, and the doctor was great. Uh, every time he, he took a sample, it was three, two, one, now. So I was prepared for when it was going to come. And again, I, I, I can't stress enough. There is nothing to fear uh, with regards to having that procedure done. So after that's done, then... You know, you're waiting on the results and that type of information. Am I correct with that? Mm -hmm. There's a scoring associated with that. Would you talk about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm not quite sure how all that plays out. It's called a Gleason score. Okay. And apparently uh, somehow the pathologist uh, deems the, the core sample that has an issue uh, with a three plus four equals seven, which is hey, there's something to be concerned with here, or it could be four plus three equals seven, which means, hey, this is a little more aggressive than what a three plus four is. Couldn't tell you how all that works out, Frankie, but I will tell you, uh, at least one of my samples was a four plus three. So undoubtedly, I had to pick one way or the other, I had to do something. Yeah, to do something. So just for our listeners, Robert, you did a great job explaining that. I want to briefly explain what a, a Gleason score is. Okay. Um, prostate cancer is also given a, a grade called a Gleason score. And the score is based on how much the cancer looks like healthy tissue when viewed under a microscope. 
less aggressive tumors generally look more like healthy tissue and tumors that are more aggressive are likely to grow and spread to the other parts of the body, which we want to avoid. They look less like healthy tissue. Overall, the score of five or lower are, um, let, let, let me correct that. Overall, a score of five or lower are not used. The lowest score is a six, which is a low grade cancer. And a score of seven is a medium grade cancer. And a score of eight, nine, and 10 is a high grade cancer. So for Robert, your score of seven indicated that medium grade cancer. It's a lot of words and a lot of, but great information. Indicated that I was lucky. Exactly. I'm glad to hear that. How did you feel hearing about these results? And what was the next step in your journey after getting those results? I, I, I will tell you, I I didn't feel like I thought I would feel. Um, usually when you hear cancer, it's, oh my gosh, doom and gloom. I, I never, ever felt that way. Um, and I'm going to credit uh, Dr. Dovarek for that uh, to, to a large extent because I did catch it early. Uh, there was uh, more than one option to, to choose from. And after I had an MRI and the bone scan and all of that, it was determined that the spot that I needed to worry about was only relegated to the, the prostate itself. Mm -hmm. So to make the decision to have the gland just simply removed, um, I mean, that, that just seemed to be the, the best option for, for what I was dealing with, given my age and everything else that I had working for me. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> what great results and exciting. Um, and I know that um, you felt relief and uh, you had support along the way. I just want to reiterate the importance of having those annual checkups. Right? Absolutely. So instrumental. And even if we don't get it the first time, that relationship and that rapport and follow up with your primary uh, care physician uh, can uh, make sure you stay on the right path. With, with yep. so, well, if, if she didn't insist on that second blood draw when I had to go in for the COVID test, who knows where I would be right now? Absolutely. And I know there's various treatment options. What was it? You know, obviously you talked about your family. So that was a uh, and wanting to be here. And so um, yep. that played a huge role in the treatment option you decided. That didn't play a role. That that determined. That was my, determining my treatment that. option. Yep. I got three girls that I fully intend to walk down the aisle when their day comes. And I don't want to miss a single moment. Absolutely. So rather yep. than treatment, I chose removal altogether. And, and I'm I'm telling you, Frankie, it wasn't that bad. I at no point in time, even during or after the surgery, did I experience what I would consider pain. Um, it was just discomfort. Any suggestions uh, for any of our listeners? Um, you know, somebody may be newly diagnosed, um, trying to contemplate options. Um, is there anything that really sticks out to you? Um, as we talk about this this process um, and uh, that you think would be helpful for them? Age has a lot to do with it. Again, I'm probably on the younger end of the spectrum. Uh, if I was 75 and all of a sudden had a higher PSA score, 
Um, I don't know that my body at that age would have recovered as nicely as it did at age 54 when all this happened to me last year. Um, You you just got to evaluate what what your personal situation is and then do what you think is best. Radiation therapy for many is is probably the the option to go. But for me, it just the the removal made sense. Um, something down the road will take me out of here. There's no doubt, but it's not going to be prostate cancer. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Um, and I love your passion and enthusiasm and uh, uh, with sharing your story. Uh, as we think about surgery, there's sometimes misconceptions about the post-op care. Uh, related to a procedure of this nature, specifically having a catheter in place. Uh, (laughs) um, I've experienced one in my lifetime, so it's not pleasurable. But you want to talk a little bit about the post-op treatment um, and how you manage that? And and Post-op was exactly how Dr. Doverak described it would be. You will wake up and you will feel like you have done a thousand crunches. (laughs) <laughs> and that is exactly how I felt uh, for about two or three days. Again, I wouldn't call it pain, but it was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, the catheter, that wasn't painful. Um, you had to be mindful of making sure you, you changed it out when you needed to. And I had to have it in there for a week, which, again, I, you know, the, I, I think I was given three or four weeks to recover. So a week of that, uh, dealing with the catheter, not a big deal. Um, felt good when that catheter came out. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. But, um, and I, I'll say this, that the day that I got my catheter out, I immediately uh, went to Lowe's and bought a whole bunch of stuff to redo our back fence. Wow. And I was out there working, repairing the fence, uh, actually replacing the fence. So when you talk about recovery time and how difficult it is, it's it's not. Um, I, I can't stress enough. Go get checked. If the number is higher than what it should be, like what I experienced, do not fret. I'm a firm believer that attitude is everything. It is all uh, a mindset to how you approach it. And do not be afraid because this is one of those. I, I was shocked. I, I think it's like one in nine or one in 10 yes. will will have to deal with prostate cancer. That that number is huge. Yes. So if if 100 people are watching this podcast right now, uh, is a good chance that 10 of them wow. might have something to, to deal with when you just break down the numbers. So, uh, and prostate cancer was never, ever, ever something on my radar. When no I history, Robert, no family. No, no I, um, it, it was funny when I, when I got the second reading and it was higher, I thought, okay, what have I done to, cause myself to get prostate cancer. And I looked and I Googled and you know what? I didn't do anything. It was just a random, hey, uh, the, the the wheel of destiny chooses you, Mr. Friel. 
Uh, how are you going to handle this? And luckily, we caught it very early. Uh, it's very treatable. Uh, during this process, you know, I know from a time perspective on the podcast, we try to hit so much. But was there someone helping you navigate through this process? I know you had great relationship and rapport with, with both of your physicians. Uh, but was there somebody helping you walk you through this next steps? I, I had a young lady that reached out very early on. She said that she was my nurse navigator. And if I had any questions at any point in time, I, I could reach out to her. Obviously, she's got other patients that she's dealt with, all of which went through the same thing that I did. Uh, there are support groups out there that, uh, shame on me, I haven't reached out to them because I didn't feel like I had to. But I did tell my nurse navigator, hey, it's not a big deal. If you want to share my name and number with anybody that feels like they're kind of standing on an edge or they're on an island all by themselves, I would love to have a chat with them and let them know that all is going to be well. want to give a shout out to our nurse navigators who um, are on the front line, just helping in many specialists, specialties, oncology and other specialty areas, just navigating patients and families through the process so you are not alone. Uh, and their ex expertise is so greatly needed. So thank you for sharing that. She actually visited me in the hospital as well, um, which was super sweet of her. And while I'm talking about the hospital, Frankie, I had never been treated like such a king as I was at Riverside Regional Medical Center. Every nurse that walked through my door treated me like I was the most important person on the planet. And I I would not trade that experience for anything in the world. Uh, again, it's it, from A to Z. I, I felt so blessed with the folks that I had helping me through my journey. And um, again, I get blood draws probably every four to six months now. And so far, knock on wood, when my PSA score comes up, it says undetectable. Oh, I know that felt wonderful. Yep. Congratulations. Well, Robert, as a man who's been through this prostate journey um, and just so many great pearls that you've already shared, um, your words of encouragement and your advice and the importance of early detection um, and screening is just so important uh, for our viewers um, in educating them. And so I thank you for sharing uh, and, and being honest and forthcoming. Absolutely. Go, go get screened. Anybody watching this right now, go get screened. It is harmless. And I'm telling you, I did not have any indication whatsoever that I might have an issue with the, the prostate. Everything that you Google talks about, are you uh, going to the bathroom frequently? Are you having to get up in the middle of the night? Do you have a weak stream? Blah, blah, blah. I had none of that. It is just dumb luck that I can sit here with you today and share my story. And I just want to acknowledge and thank you for sharing uh, the great experience you had at Riverside Regional Medical Center Oh. Our providers, our nurses, and our allied health professionals. I'm glad you see you had the experience of what we see each and every day and what we hear from our patients, whether it's a comment or a letter. 
uh, and that we live our mission to care for others as we would care for those we love. Absolutely. They were awesome. Thank you again, Robert, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. Please be sure to check out the description for this episode where we will link the resources that provided uh, were provided today in this episode on prostate cancer screening, diagnosis, treatment, and more. Thank you. Thanks, Frankie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.